Hello again, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I'm glad that you're checking back in for your first of the year weekly information update. Now, if you've been with me for other podcasts, you're well aware of the format. Uh, You're going to get some good information about how you can take better control of your health. If you're new, buckle up because I'm going to give you some great information, make you think about some things. Uh, If you're new here, you like what I'm saying, share the information. The more people that get a hold of the information, the more people that we can help. Whether you're listening on iTunes, on Google, on Stitcher, doesn't matter. Pass this along, share the information. The, The more folks we help, the better off we can be. If you would like to touch base with me personally, you can send me an email to betterhealthnowpodcast at gmail.com. You like what I'm doing? You have a topic you want me to hit? Let me know. I know it's been a while and we all have the same excuse. I've been busy. The season was busy. I am no exception to the busyness. Uh, You folks have had it. I've had it too. Uh, There's also a time when the busyness needs to come to an end and we need to get back to the business of getting or staying healthy. And this is the time. So let's dig in and start moving back toward better health, shall we? Today, I want to talk about something that's a pretty prevalent problem. A lot of people get it, and that's low back pain. It's a really common problem here in the United States of America today. Throw some numbers at you, some statistics. Four out of five people at some point in their life are going to experience low back pain that's so severe that they're going to have to seek some type of medical intervention to take care of the problem. It is the second most expensive disease to treat in the United States of America today. It causes more days lost to productivity than every other problem with the exception of the common cold. And the common cold is the most expensive thing to treat because we just get so many people with it. So we can't fix the common cold. So we all try to attack number two, which is low back pain. Lots of causes for it, uh, lots of problems that cause low back pain, so this can be a real tough one. I am not going to try to tell you how to fix your low back pain with a podcast. Uh, I can't even try to give you a diagnosis or even an overview of all the diagnoses possible. This is a big, big, big task, so let's try to get real with it. What I want to do is point you in the right direction so that you can figure out who the best source is for your next step. We're going to assume that you have some low back pain. If you are having low back pain and you can't be active, you can't continue going to the gym. If you are drugged up on pain pills and you can't stay as as healthy and as active as you want to be, uh, you're quitting your workouts. You're not doing the things you want to be doing. And you are now then headed in a bad direction. You're not headed toward better health. You're headed toward bad health. Now, the first step to fixing a problem like this is figuring out what is causing it. What is the cause of your low back pain? Most likely, if you've got got low back pain that's pretty bad and you're for those those five people, um, you're going to go see a healthcare practitioner of some sort. And when you do, they're going to take a history of you. The history is going to involve something like, what in the world did you do? How long has this been going on? When did it start? So if we're going to try to think through that, that's the question that you have to pose to yourself. What is the history of your particular problem? Now, you're going to have to be a little bit of a detective here. So I want you to think back to when you first started noticing the low back pain. Was it the beginning of January? Let's go back to that point. Now, I'm going to ask you to think a little bit about a week or two or a month or two before that in addition. Now, there's some of you that are going to say right away, I know exactly what started my low back pain. And if that's the case, then there's a good chance that it involves an injury. 
Now, these happen, there are acute onset problems, things like falls, things like accidents. You fall off a ladder, you slip on the ice, you broke your watch when you landed, you know exactly what time you hit. These things possibly need to be evaluated with an eye toward there being an immediate crisis involved. You might have broken something. You might have some type of an infection for some of these things. You might be bleeding. This is crisis care. It's not very common, but if you do have one of those situations, the emergency room and the trauma centers, those folks are top-notch. They are phenomenal. If you have a crisis, they are dynamite at keeping you alive and returning you to normal function. If that's the case, stop listening to this podcast and get to the trauma people. Go there right now. The podcast will be waiting when you get back. Those folks are going to fix shop. Now, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess I should say, that is not a large group of people. There's not a whole lot of us falling off ladders. There's not a whole lot of us getting run over by vehicles. So how about all the rest of us? How about the vast majority of people, normal folk, who just get low back problems? We're still wanting to start with a history. What did you do? When did it start? Another way to think about this is what has changed? I find that the change is an overlooked cause of a lot of people's back problems. Many of us are going to be aware that we fell on the ice or that we lifted a heavy object. Those kind of things stick out to us a little bit. We can probably look backwards and see maybe some overuse of the low back, um, some repeated lifting. Maybe we were taking down Christmas or holiday decorations and we did a lot of bending. We were lifting a lot of boxes up overhead into an attic or something like that. Those things are easy to recognize because they're probably things that were out of the ordinary. Change is harder for us to remember or to recall. When I say change, I'm talking about two different kinds of change. Change in work and change in activities. Got to keep in mind that most of us are going to work about eight hours a day, but that's not the only potential place that we get problems from. We are all going to spend time doing something for the other 16 hours of the day. Some of us are going to get six to eight hours of sleep a night. That still leaves us a big chunk of time that we could have some kind of an activity that contributes to an onset of low back pain. We know when things started. We've, we've thought back through that. What is your other activity? What if you have changed either the work activity or that other activity? I'll give you an example. A person who changes from a sitting job or a sitting activity moves to a standing one or to a walking one. That kind of person is asking their low back muscles and their low back joints to do a job that those muscles and joints have not been properly prepared for because they've been doing something else for a long period of time. Someone who drives for a living or someone who has a desk job or someone who changes from one of those to something more different. What about somebody who goes from a very sedentary, non-moving job to a lifting physical job? All of those people are changing either their work activities or their other activities. Now, a part of the solution for those folks is going to involve some physical preparation. It's the middle of winter right now. Football season is just wrapping up and we're not quite into baseball season yet, but that's what's headed next. And what do baseball players do every winter? They head to spring training. They're getting prepared for the demands of their job, which is playing baseball. They know that that job is going to place different demands on them, and they spend some time down in Florida or out in the Cactus League out in Arizona getting ready for what's going to be demanded of them. And we need to approach that the same way. Are we going to be changing our activities? Are we going to be coming, getting more active? Are we becoming more sedentary? We've given up some of our activities because it's too cold outside, and now we have to sit around more. If those are the cases, then I think we know the directions that we need to head. These problems are going to need to be addressed by somebody who understands exercises, rehabilitation, 
Physical therapists, occupational therapists, chiropractors that specialize in rehab are great places to go to. What's not the best for you at this point is medications that are just going to mask the pain or injections that are going to numb the pain. That's really not going to solve the issue. It's going to cover up the symptom. That's not going to change the fact that you're now not moving or the fact that you're doing something heavier. You are still not properly trained to do that from a physical standpoint, and it's going to cost you. It's going to come back and get you. The demand of the new job, the demand of the new activity needs to be considered in the light of what you have been doing. You're going to need some rehabilitation. You're going to need some exercise. You're going to need some spinal care for this. What about the people who have not changed jobs or activities? What about the folks who it's just same old, same old? That's a lot of us. Maybe you just do too much of the same old thing. And let me say that a little different way. If you're doing too much of one thing, you're doing too little of something else. So let's go back to the person that sits a lot or they sit in their car to drive to work. They sit while at their desk job. They sit in their car to drive back home again. Some of those same people sit in front of their computer or on the couch watching television at night. Uh, You know what these people need to do. It's pretty easy to see it when you break it down that way. Less sitting and more moving. Get up and do something. This one's an easy one, folks. You need to go see a trainer. You need to go to the gym and talk to somebody who can give you an exercise program, something that has you up and moving. You don't need a medical doctor for this. You need a trainer. Get some references from some of your friends. Find a trainer that suits you, what you want to do, what you like to do. You really don't need to go see a power lifter if what you need to be doing is a little bit of moving. And you may not need a marathon runner if you want to go do a little bit of jogging or if you just want to walk 30 minutes a day. Get to somebody who's good. Let them evaluate you, see where you are, craft a plan that reverses and undoes some of what your inactivity does and adds to your area of deficiency so that you can improve upon that. Okay. I think those folks are pretty easy. The tough challenge for those folks is finding time when they get home at the end of the day to get out there and get some more activity in there. That's a tough one, but it's, it's an easy one to do. Just hard to get, to get started with it. Now let's not talk about the people that do the sedentary sitting all time long. Let's go to the other side of the, of the room with people who do real physical stuff, laborers. Let's tackle the people that do a one shot deal or have an awkward lift. Now these ones are the tough ones. Somebody who was taking down holiday decorations is climbing up a ladder to put a big heavy box up into the attic and they twist awkwardly. Bang. Oh, these ones require some real detective work on our part, on the, the doctors, the, the chiropractors, the medical doctors. These injuries might involve disc injuries, bulges, herniations. These could be mild, moderate, or severe sprains and strains of muscles. These could be joint problems. These could be dislocations. Now, if you've got something along these lines, don't misunderstand me. Uh, I like primary care physicians. They're very good for a lot of things, but those folks are not specialized in looking at these kinds of uh, newer, uh, more acute problems. Um, You don't need two weeks of anti-inflammatories or muscle relaxers. They're not going to solve the problem. You get something more severe, they're not going to correct these issues. You need to see a spine specialist. You need to see a joint specialist. You need a chiropractor. You need an orthopedist. Those are probably the best people suited to evaluate you at this time. You might need traction. You might need some time off work. You might need a back brace. You might need a change of work duties. You might need steroids. There's a lot of things that could be required for these problems. Now, I hate to say this, you could end up needing surgery if you bulge or herniate a disc, but... Those possibilities need to be evaluated by people that do those kinds of works. Most of the family doctors, primary care physicians don't 
get involved in in depth with those kinds of things. So they're not the best place to go first. Chiropractors or orthopedists are better places to start with. These problems are the ones that really draw the attention of everybody. They get noticed. They impact the sufferer's lifestyle. They impact your job. They impact your recreation. They have an impact on the relationships that you have with your families and friends. If this is you, you're in a tough spot. My recommendation is if you're still suffering from this, don't give up. Do not allow one unsuccessful trip to or one unsuccessful approach from whatever kind of doctor it is to tell you that you are doomed to suffer with this for the rest of your life. You may not have seen the right orthopedist. Their approach may not have been right. You might have seen a chiropractor that approached the problem in a way that did not solve your problem. Go seek another opinion. Get somebody else who's good, another orthopedist, another chiropractor. Try another approach. If it's a disc problem and you haven't had traction, then you haven't tried everything. Keep on going. Go talk to some good, smart people. Keep digging at this. There is hope for you. These are the tough ones. What if you are a kind of a moderate heavy lifter, but you don't have an episode to point to? You weren't lifting something real heavy. You just lift frequently, a lot. Maybe you've just overused your muscles. Your muscles have been sort of torn down little by little over the, over the days and weeks and months of doing it. Or maybe the joints are inflamed, or maybe you have a little bit of a tendonitis problem going on there. In these kinds of cases, if you get some testing done, there's a pretty good chance they're going to come back negative. You don't have anything broken. It's going to show up on an x-ray. You're not going to see anything like CAT scan or an MRI. These are the, the cases that seem frustrating. You have pain. There's no good cause for it. This is where I think the primary care doctors really do excel. You have a little bit of irritation, a little bit of inflammation. Medications are great at settling these problems down. Two weeks of some anti-inflammatories, two weeks of some muscle relaxers could be a real good option for you to settle this thing down just a little bit. You might need a trip to the chiropractor to make sure that you don't have any bad mechanics that are contributing to your problems. Let me give you one example. Suppose on a weekend, you have a little small minor slip or just an awkward lift at home. It's not a big deal but you now favor that hip or that side of your low back at work for the next week. And work for you is lifting a modest weight. You're lifting 40 times a day, 50 times a day, 100 times a day, something that weighs 10, 15, 20 pounds. The next week at work, you're lifting just a little bit off because of that injury that you have, that little week weekend tweak that you did. Now, the medications can settle the irritation down, and you feel pretty good by the end of the course of the two weeks of the medication. Great. If the problem comes back again, the medications weren't enough of a solution. They were a good start, but they really didn't knock the whole thing out. This is a case where the symptoms and the problem really are not quite the same thing, and we've got to dig a little bit deeper. Treating the symptoms is not going to knock this thing out. You're going to need to go talk to somebody who's going to look at your mechanics, exactly what's going on with the structure of your lower back. We've covered a lot of the common kind of problems that we can get with people and try to steer you toward the people that you need to see. I want to talk about a few other causes of back pain that really aren't necessarily chiropractic in nature. Let's talk about people who I have seen in my office who have low back pain as a result of organ problems. Top of my list for that one would probably be kidney stones. If you've had anybody that you know suffer from kidney stones, you know they are painful, they are debilitating, they cause a lot of low back pain, they are agonizing. I've never had them. People that I've talked to swear that they are worse, more painful than giving birth to a child. Urinary tract infections can also be very, very painful. I've seen quite a few people in my office who came to me thinking they had a low back problem and what they really had was a urinary urinary tract infection. We can include uh, the digestive system as a cause of lower back problems. 
Ask someone who suffers from Crohn's or colitis or irritable bowel syndrome or diverticulitis how their low back feels when those things are flared up. Those are the kind of folks that need medical attention. That's not something that a chiropractor is really going to solve. They don't need exercise. They need something to be done and looked at. Those folks need to go see somebody who does internal medicine. They need somebody to start with the primary care physician. Let those folks manage the problem. This is where they really become the superstars. They are great at evaluating the whole person there, looking at all the organ systems, finding out what's wrong, getting to the right specialist to treat those problems. I, I stand up and cheer for the family doctors who do this kind of thing because they're so good at it. There's another group of people that don't have organ problems, but let's talk about uh, some people that I see in my office on a regular basis, pregnant women. There's a lot of women who report low back pain while they are pregnant. If you are pregnant or you might be pregnant, you need to go see a doctor, a midwife, some kind of a birth specialist and get under their supervision. These folks are really smart. They have a lot of wisdom that they're going to share with you and they're going to offer you and they're going to take great care of you during this pregnancy. Go see those folks. Folks. Now, if this is your first child and you have low back pain, you need to see them. You might do well to see a chiropractor as well. If you've had previous other children and the low back pain you have with a second or third child is different than the other ones, again, you need to see a professional person and get checked out. If it's just the, quote, normal amount of low back pain, think about the things that you used to treat it the first time uh, and see if you can't be successful with that. But anytime you've got back pain while you're pregnant, you need to be talking to someone who's a specialist in that area of the field. Since we're talking about pregnancy, what about back pain and children, younger people? Unfortunately, too many times, kids' complaints of pain get dismissed. A younger person has a pain someplace and it gets, gets, gets dismissed as growing pains. Kids can get overuse injuries. They can get mechanical problems. Uh, have you lifted your kid's backpack recently? How much weight are they carrying on their back? How far is it for them to walk to the school bus? How far do they walk from the school bus to their locker? How many times a day are they doing that? It's quite possible that they're developing some problems from backpacks that are too heavy. There's backpack safety programs out there advising how what kind of weight kids should not be lifting in their backpacks, and a lot of kids are way over that weight. Chiropractors are good sources. Your orthopedists are good sources. These kids might have some kind of a true injury. I've also seen a lot of kids who start a new season in sports. It's a new sport and they start back into training and they get some, some kind of an injury. It doesn't have to be back, but in this case, if it is low back problems, chiropractors for mechanical, orthopedists are great sources to look at. I don't like the idea of giving drugs and medication to kids just to get rid of their symptoms. Let's now move from kids over to the other age spectrum and talk about our older folks. We all know this. Older people develop arthritic and degenerative changes in their lower backs. It happens all the time. These conditions are really not well cured by anybody. It is possible that you can make some mechanical changes, maybe give them some different activities, give them some stretches, modify some of the things they do. And some of these symptoms can be diminished or controlled and they can have a more full lifestyle. Medications for treating this are likely to be long-term. Celebrex is something that a lot of people are put on when they have that much arthritis in different joints. It's one of the top arthritis medications out there today. If you don't want to be stuck on long-term anti-inflammatory medications like Celebrex, try some of those other things. Chiropractors, trainers, people that are just going to get you moving and address the, the movement and the modifications could really give you some good input on how to decrease your limitations and increase and expand the abilities that you have now. Work on your balance a little bit. I'd urge you to not just 
quit and don't just continue to suffer. Ask, find a good doctor, figure out how you can decrease your symptoms and keep up with your activities. The best treatment for low back starts with a good history and a good examination by the most appropriate healthcare provider that's out there. Ask your friend, ask around, consider your own history, be that detective, consider your previous attempts to solve your problem. If you have back pain again and you're doing the same thing that didn't solve it the first time and you expect different results, you're suffering from a form of insanity. You need to be willing to consider an alternative treatment. Talk to somebody that you haven't talked to yet. Don't just do the same old thing and expect different results. You can decrease your pain. You can become more active and you can get back on the path to better health now.